You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot to... I can't remember. Yeah, really? They usually have a media All right, why don't we get going? Um, welcome to Mark's house. Thanks for hosting, Mark. No problem. Evan here, Mark, of course, and Ryan. Pumped to be here. Yep, it's it been is, a while, Mark. Uh, this is uh, yeah, it's, it's a, been a it's while. A nice Mark. night here. Finally, get you guys on this side of the river. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I mean, Mar- <laughs> Ryan's place is always fairly straightforward because it is midway. Now, sure. obviously, the twins are a big component of timing there, and we always appreciate uh, you and your wife uh, allowing us to do that there, but. Um, it's always a nice central location because I'm way north and you're across the river. And that's a big barrier. I tell you what. <laughs> so as we were talking about uh, before, what are the requirements for tonight's drinks? Um, it's brown. <laughs> it's barrel aged. And it didn't have to come from Kentucky, but uh, we we kind of went with the route of going bourbon. So it's a bourbon night. And was there a... Also, allotment for for rye whiskey as well, or no? Oh yeah. Okay. I think, like you said, barrel aged, okay. um, brown or copper, or copper or maybe amber, amber, yeah. And barrel aged. Okay. <laughs> and barrel aged. Uh, d- obviously, these are not fermented, so we're gonna depart from the fermented liquids and go with the distilled liquids. And and don't ask me anything technical about distilling. I don't know nothing about distilling process, but. This is a, a distilled spirit rather than a fermented spirit. I think, too, this is uh, probably our least knowledgeable uh, <laughs> arena. You know, m- beer seems to be much more of a comfort zone for us. So if you've come here for <clears throat> information and education on bourbon or, or bourbon snobbery or <laughs> please look elsewhere. This is an introduction to more of the, you know, we talk about pints, but if you drink a pint of this, you're probably going to die it's definitely a provision it's definitely a provision i think it's enjoyed in a much different way but i think we all have found a way to uh, put this in our cellars and put this in our bars and enjoy it at certain times definitely Um, our side beer today uh, just so you know is the fontaflora appalachian wild ale with uh, second use fruit blend so these are usually the spent fruits from some of their other ones and i know jester king does the same kind of thing um, where they'll they'll let that fruit and I would want to actually taste that fruit before it goes into this sort of like second realm, uh, but and, and Jester King I know with atrial rubicite is their raspberry 
wild ale and then um Lovian Rose. Blank, a Lovian Rose mm-hmm. is their spent raspberries from Atrial. So that's where you really do can put those side by side and get a comparison from True. them. Interesting. This one it looks like, you know, the way they describe it, it's second use fruit blend. So I would almost assume it could be a mix of, you know, maybe their Razzmatazz, um, maybe the Rhythm Rug. Well, yeah, here it you is. Know, maybe a few. Um, uh, oh, initially used to create Mima, yeah. um, Scoopadine, Scoopadine, and uh, Need a Hug. Okay, so Need a I'd, I'd have to look that up. <laughs> we should have done a little bit more research coming in this. Well, that's the side Mima was strawberries. Uh, no. Or was Rhythm Rug strawberries? Rhythm Rug is strawberries. So Mima was the cherries. cherries. Yeah, yes. yeah uh, Rhythm Rug strawberries. Yep. So we got some cherry here, and I mean, it's definitely a pinkish color, so it's probably... It's like a fruit punch. It's terrific. Yeah. Yeah, and you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't also be able to tell that this was like second use fruit. No, so absolutely not. not. People are probably put off by it because they don't want... Oh, I'll take it. You know, used fruit, or or they assume I, that all the all the fruit flavors of. I wonder if they have to use more of it though to yeah. get a little bit more. They probably probably do, but it's. I'd love to try the blend of the main fruits into a wild ale, into an Appalachian ale. There you go. We can just do a cuvee. It's actually a great uh, way to repurpose. I mean, this is probably a great money maker for them because the yes, all the oh. ingredients have already been purchased. Yeah, absolutely. And they probably have some of the base, sort of spontaneous cool ship beer sitting around there like okay well can't make any more plain cool ship beer why don't we oh yeah we've got those old fruits from that other one let's use that for sure 6.4 percent real real easy to drink so this is i'm actually surprised at 6.4 that seems pretty big for a a spontaneous sale but yeah nice and soft good little palate cleanser we've got some water here too but uh and we got some brown liquid. Let's do, let's dive into the bourbons. Yeah, let's do it. Hold on, we got to do beers of the week. All right, because, oh, all right. Yeah, we we are we were all kind of uh, looking at the fact that it's been a couple of weeks since we've all been together to record. So um, I'll get mine out of the way. Mine still comes from my Florida uh, spring break. It was at Angry Chair, and I will say that if you are in the Tampa Tampa proper area, please go to that place and patronize it. It is wonderful. The staff was great. Uh, nice, intimate uh, tasting room. You're able to bring in your own bottles if desired. Uh, they have a huge spectrum of beers. I mean, they had Czech Pilsners. They had um, uh, hazy IPAs. They had barrel-aged stouts. They had adjunct stouts, so it kind of covers the spectrum. So if your significant other or friends don't like this, that, or the other, they'll find something there, and the staff was very, very kind. So I appreciate the time that we spent there. But my favorite there, actually, of course, was one of their uh, hazy IPAs. It was called Space Grass. Very fresh, very grassy herbal. Uh, it was u- They used Mosaic, Eldorado, and Azaka hops in that. So it was a wonderful hazy IPA, easy to take a crawler home. A lot of those big barrel-aged ones and big Russian Imperial Stouts there, you're not able to take crawlers home, but uh, you can enjoy those too. So that was mine. How about Mark? Uh, for me, um, also from Florida, spring break, uh, down in the Santa Rosa area, uh, Idle Hounds. I've, I've mentioned them before. Yes. That's uh, a favorite stop when we're down there. Uh, went there, had a couple beers uh, in the tap room, picked up a couple crawlers to go, and one of the beers that I grabbed was called Sejuiced. It was a, a lac, uh, fruited lactose sour, and he used strawberry pineapple. Um, I think it weighed in like four, four point two, four point five, something like that. So just a nice, easy drinking, you know, fruited sour. Nice, love those fruited sours, those lactose, lactose sours. 
Was it, did it make for a good beach beer? It, it really did because it's it's easy. It's it's light. You know, like I said, it's like just slightly over 4%. Oh, that's good. And it just, you know, it just hit the spot. Kind of like a, uh, a Mai Tai or something like that on a the beach. A little bit, sure. Yeah. All right, Ryan. He's obsessing. Well, so I was looking up here since we were uh, kind of talking about just back to the fauna floor before we get too deep into the bourbons. So Scupidine is Scupidine, uh, yep. an Appalachian wild ale with native grapes. Okay. So Ooh, what's, what's native what, to North Carolina? I was going to say, I don't know what, uh, what that means for North Carolina. Okay. Uh, maybe Mark knows. Um, and then Meemaw, we obviously talked about uh, being, ch- uh, being cherries. And then Need a Hug by uh, Fauna Flora was the other one. And that one is local blueberries and elderberries. So when you think of this, it's a mix of native grapes, cherries, blueberries, elderberries. Um, so it's a real nice blend. Obviously, we talked about it. But Ooh, elderberries. It's, a, it's just a, a really cool concept to really blend all these together. But uh, so anyways, um, I'm going to give a quick shout out as a uh, runner up for okay. Hot Butcher for the world green moss um hot butcher for the world they to me they just seem like they are upping their game more and more in the every yeah, in the single chicago time I, I go uh, to chicago they distribute so you can find some you know within a few days after they they release probably towards the end of the week um but at your binnies and, and different stores so uh this was a citron simcoe uh hop double ipa it, it really is one of the best ipas i've had in a while i mean i think it competes with the best of them so i just wanted to give a shout out to nice hop butcher hop butcher to for the, the world, world. for um, the world to the world for the world for the world for, for yeah, the world chicago illinois so uh but my beer of the week is by side project um, <laughs> we, as he's wearing a side project we, sweatshirt, we talk about them all the time, but they're close, but you and went there, we drink their you stuff. Went there? It was on the way, it's on the way home from the airport for the most part. Um, and so I picked up some bottles and I just had a quick little draft on there from what airport? St. Louis. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Not O'Hare. <laughs> sort of on the way. Yeah, I just could go from the Peoria Airport down to St. Louis. It's on the way. <laughs> I flew into St. Louis uh, on, on Thursday. And so I just stopped there, uh, picked up bottles for... Y'all and some other people. And while they're boxing them up, I just had a a quick little draft. And this was, um, so they just finished their coffee stout week. And I don't know uh, the exact details of all that other than they have a bunch of beers that they brew throughout the year. I think for the most part, they're all barrel aged. A lot of it is in collaboration with different roasteries in the St. Louis area. Like so, you get prime. sump involved. Um, there's a couple others. Uh, I don't know a lot of specifics, but I think there's at least three or four that they that they worked with. And so, um, the week after, they basically have a bunch of kegs left over, and they just kind of get rid of them through the week. So uh, I was there, you know, the week after on day f- three or four of them being open. So they only had one left. It's called Omega Barrels One Twenty Seven and One Twenty Eight Foundation Grounds Ethiopian Yurga Chef. Okay. Urgashef. Okay. Um, I assume Foundation Grounds is the roastery, but I, I don't know a lot of the details to it. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a, it says it's a blend of two barrels. It's uh, the base stout used to create the barrel-aged coconut vibes and also Derivation 11. So those base stouts blended, um, blended together and aged in rye whiskey barrels for 18 months and then infused with these coffee beans. So... Um, really, uh, just, you know, (laughs) all these ones that people don't even know about that they just have on draft. It's just another showcase of how great, uh, great they're doing down there. So quick shout out to them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's nice nice having them close by. It's still hard to get down there. You know, I mean, 
they still have long waits a lot of times for releases, so it's kind of hit or miss. But uh, if I'm traveling back through that area, it's still uh, nice to be able to stop in there. And the I service there is amazing. You know, I just love looking at their wine selection, their bourbon selection. It's just a the, the side product seller is just a great place to stop and absolutely. socialize and um, nice little part of town. So it's, and it's you know two and a half hours away, three hours away. And if yeah. you guys remember, like when we were talking about our favorite breweries that was my always num- that was yeah. my number one just yeah, for their a heck of a job always you know, consistent consistent yeah. and well-rounded with multiple uh styles available yeah yeah so forget beer yeah forget that yep. let's go to bourbon <laughs> um does anybody care to rattle off the top of their head what defines bourbon or at least kentucky straight bourbon well, I know it's brown and barrel-aged. We, we covered that earlier. <laughs> and it's hot. It's hot and it's oaky. All right, so if anybody uh, wants to go back and listen to our pilot episode where we <laughs> actually did bourbon for the first first time, uh, you'll hopefully appreciate that we'll do a much more comprehensive and... Um, uh, educated educated job <laughs> of describing <laughs> the bourbons this time around. Yeah. But what I found in terms of uh, what you can kind of think about as bourbon is it's primarily at least more than 50% corn. Um, it has to be aged in new charred oak barrels. American oak barrels. American oak. And there's it has to be greater than 80 proof. Correct. Now, there are no requirements as to how long it's aged in bourbon. Uh, aged, I, think there I mean, is, aged in oak. Barrels. Is, aged. There a, is there a minimum? No. Nope. No, no minimum. Okay. So wasn't there's there, a lot of places, uh, didn't that, PBR just come out with something that kind of, it touched new charred Oak. There's a lot of things that are coming out. That's kind of flirting with bourbon flirting with, yeah, you know, different liquids and things of that matter. But you know, there's places that will try to replicate the weather changes that Kentucky faces with the temperature controlled warehouse, yep. um, and speed up the barrel aging process so that you don't have to wait 10 or 15 years to gain, revenue from your investment of course and so um there's places that will you know try to do that and like i mean we've seen it two to three years and and it does i do believe that there is a minimum requirement maybe it's 12 months i think i I think it's to be considered actual bourbon not whiskey but bourbon kentucky street bourbon right i think it has to be at least two years okay but so we anyways. can we can confirm that in a little bit. But I think that's the case. Again, yeah. this is not the podcast to come for uh, in-depth <laughs> education. So, <laughs> all right. So we have three. We each brought one, and the other two were blinded to the bourbon that that person brought. Yep. So first up is Ryan's. Okay. And I will say that um, through all the uh, discussion regarding amount and size of pour. Mark and I probably poured the biggest ones, <laughs> which was a problem on our first recording. Like so we talk about the big pours. Those are probably inside jokes. Hopefully listen to episode one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you might be annoyed with the, the pilot episode. We're, we're about to make. We're going to use the term hot as little as possible. Yeah. I don't think I can get away from using Oak though, because it's just so relevant. Uh, but it, I get a very sweet nose on this, Ryan. Yeah, and I think it, it, it's worth sipping and sort of smelling the other two in comparison. Yeah. But we're going to kind of focus at least descriptors here on the first one. And it's worth noting we're drinking these neat, so no ice, no water drips or anything in there. Right. Um, I personally haven't experienced or experimented much with 
kind of tasting a bourbon neat and then dripping a little bit of water into it and then maybe even doing a, a small ice cube or anything like that. It's, it's fun. I've really, really come to love drinking it neat, which is kind of why I just haven't taken the time to do that. But, but I, I really want to start doing like really small pours and just doing like three side by side for, I, you know, a half really, ounce each. I really and, think if you get into the, you know, the, the, bur- the I'm sorry, the barrel proof, yeah, um, you know you're really high octane uh, bourbons. I find it it's really it's it's fun just to, like if you're just sitting around to, to try it. So try it neat, like your one ten to one twenty or higher proof, and right? Yeah, you know, your barrel, you know, your the stuff that's really high octane. And what I have found is like you you try that, and it's good, but then but then maybe put a drop or two of water in, and it opens up a little bit more, and some some flavors pop out that weren't there before because i think they were masked by the heat and sorry there i go using the word again hot that's okay heat. you know you said heat not hot oh, okay there we go that's okay <laughs> but and then we're not allowed to use hot at all oh and, and then uh past that you fire could, you could almost put like one ice cube in it right and then it then it really you know brings that octane down because the water you know you're adding a bunch of water to it at that point yeah. and it, it completely changes what it is and I definitely started with whiskeys where I would, would put a little ice cube in it and just kind of, I guess, to cool it down, open it up a little mm-hmm. bit with different different flavors. But as I've gotten into some some better bourbons and whatnot, I just, yeah. I love it so much. And I neat. Always, it's it's I always warming. I always recommend trying it neat first because that's, yeah. that is no, like, I agree. That's, I agree. How, that's how they intended it to be. That's what they're tasting. The master distillers, when they're, when they're pulling that out, that's what they're, they're not watering it down yeah. or anything else. But I would say that Ryan's feels like it's probably a higher proof. That's my guess. I would agree. I'm going to say 120 or above. And, I, and, and, and when I smell it, too, you kind of really get a huge nose of kind of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's sweet. Yeah, I agree. There is that sweetness to it that's almost like caramel, like a like a like a thick sweetness, mm-hmm. and not just like a sugary sweetness, but Even some like a dark fruit, like something a, that has a little bit more complexity. Yeah, the dark fruit. I I picked that up. Yeah, I was so comparing it I to like Marks and Evans, and, and I know color doesn't totally tell age, and it could be Evans pours the the <laughs> the much big much bigger than the others, but it looks like Mark. It looks like this one's probably in between yours and and Evans from a color standpoint. I, w- I would agree. It looks like um, mine tends to look a little darker. I would say than... Evans looks like you know if if we're solely going on color being length of time in barrels and whatnot, then Evans would seem seemingly be the one that's uh, been aged longest and Mark the shortest, and this one in the middle. But and um, see when I tasted it, really, they're very very similar in look. When I tasted Mark's, it definitely has. It's got to be lower proof than Ryan's. That's probably good that Ryan poured a smaller pour then. <laughs> Higher proof, smaller pour. At what point do we talk about what it is and no, details and all that? I think I think we're going through all of them. No, I think I think um, we may be calling a little bit of an audible, or we're just kind of going back and forth, um, because this is a little. And you don't need to do these um, black glass blind like we've done beers, because. I mean, you're you're gonna look at these and you're not gonna know what right, this is. Right, you're not right. gonna, we know they're all bourbons. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, when we're I'm drinking a barley that, wine and we think it's a stout or vice versa. Or I'm gonna say that Ryan's is the highest proof of the three. And I feel like Mark's might be the lowest proof of the three. I would. I, I haven't. I haven't had Evans yet, but definitely Mark seems much lighter on yeah. the heat. And when you when you when you drink Ryan's next to mine, it almost seems. <laughs> 
Like yeah. It's like, it's like it's not even there because this was such high proof <laughs> that, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of kills your palate from that standpoint when, when you have them side by side. If you're, if you're, you know, I'm not going to say what the proof is on this, but if you're dealing with 130 proof bourbon and then you yep. drink it next to an 85 proof bourbon, yep. I mean, you there's going to be, be a substantial drop off just everything across the board, I would think. But that wouldn't have to be a bad thing either. N- not necessarily a bad thing at all. No. I mean, I think, Mark, I think yours has a lot of sweetness to it as well. Yes. Um, I would say it's definitely lighter on the oak but it's i think it's higher in the sweetness and maybe a little bit more like vanilla characteristics I, and i guess I feel like i get more wood out of marks like soft wood not like super oaky but it's a little bit more of a softer wood i don't know yeah and going back to ryan's here i i you know just putting my nose in this it, i i keep going back to that sweet and almost like i i get like this kind of like almost like a, a a wheat. So I'm I'm I think this is a weeded bourbon, kind of like a, a Weller. Yes, Wellers are all weeded. So yeah, something in something in that realm. Because you know, there's a lot of different weeded bourbons. Right. That's I'm, the one that comes to my, at least my mind initially, because it says it right on there. The original weeded bourbon, right? Uh, the OG. That is yes, it does. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's a weeded bourbon. Uh, high high proof. Um, so if or if we have to take a guess here, <laughs> just knowing age, well, I go on age, age in barrels, or um, any, any of that stuff, or it's been in there a while. I would say it, twelve to fifteen. Too bad he doesn't. Have I don't have it all memorized. Jefferson so I Reserve. To, oh. I will have to get it out and read the description. If you want me to go do that, I can do that. Or. We can switch over to Mark's. doesn't matter. Well, let's I'm on, let's, let's I'm kind on, of talk through these for a little bit. No, then I think I'm we on, should talk through all of these. I'm on Evans a little bit. Um, we'll reveal. You really got to cleanse your palate with the water on these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would make Because otherwise sense. it just toasts your, your taste buds. Threw a little Fontaflora in there. Shock, shock the taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. So I've been to Evan's house recently, so I'm trying not to do what I did, what we do with the blind tasting, and say, okay, what's he have in his He's cellar? He's going through the mental <laughs> Rolodex. Here we go. I so wanted to throw in like a Japanese whiskey in there <laughs> just to mess with you guys, but I knew we were staying with the the bourbon category because I really enjoy a good Japanese whiskey. Sure. They tend to be a lot more floral, uh, a little bit smoky, but not a scotch smoky. Right. And that's I kind of like that, and and I in 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 some of those um, hibiski not hibiski um, uh, hirushu starts with an H. See there, there yeah, you go. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's. It. I would have said hibiki or hibiki. Yeah, I think they're our the, buddy uh, in California. Uh, Santori, the Santori brands. Our buddy in California gets like ten of them a week. We could look him up on Instagram real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I threw a I threw a curveball at you guys. I don't think you're gonna guess what I what I brought. Well, yeah, I so I mean, I don't know what to you guess. You were toying as far with around the, the the rye idea, the, but I don't know if I get a lot of rye. I was gonna spiciness. say Mark is for sure a bourbon. That would be my. I mean, I'd be shocked yeah, if maybe if it I wasn't said rye to throw you off. Um, well, exactly. If there was a rye, the most spiciness I get is out of Evans. Um, I don't think it's enough to. I think it's just more of. Uh, a little bit of that charred oak coming through a little bit stronger, but I don't think it's a rye. I don't. And I don't think. I don't think any any of these are ryes. Yeah. I think they're all bourbons. I, I 
I feel like I get a lot of chart out of yours, Ryan. Like a lot of uh, charcoal. Like if you if you um, got into a fire pit and you were moving logs, and then you smelled your hands afterwards. See, I get the biggest barrel presence out of Ryan's. Yeah, and that's probably that would make sense, right? A lot more barrel, a lot more charred. Had a little bit more time to touch that, so maybe Ryan's has had a lot more time. We're all looking to you, Mark, because I think you have the most experience here. <laughs> looking to me, I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying these. I'm getting lost I tell up. you what, you know, just as I think that the beer industry has done, at least the great places we like have continued to do better and better in terms of service. If you've ever gone to these places that have high-end bourbon, the experiences that you get at those places are really nice. And it does cater to a little bit more of a um, sophistication than beer does because beer still has a problem with that sophistication. And not that I think that it's not possible to do it with beer. It's just the... I think the modern conception of beer is that it's sort of an everyman's drink, but yeah. bourbon, the, con- uh, the average consumer doesn't want any level of sophistication from their beer. Right. Even if, it, even if they're drinking one of the best IPAs out there or the best barrel aged stout, they don't want the discussion around the complexity of the flavors and the time and barrels or any of those, you know, what kind of hops are being used and stuff like that. In my opinion. Yeah. I think it's more around, I'm really enjoying what I'm drinking and that's all that matters. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <clears throat> Not at all. But you go to a, a high-end bourbon place, um, yeah, and I mean, it's it's yeah, it's probably similar to wine, where right. if if you're getting a pour of something fairly expensive, there's some surface that comes with it from who's serving it to you, and you know, descriptor on flavors, and they're going to explain maybe why they pour it the way they pour it. Yeah, you know how they serve it. They definitely, I think, would recommend neat. Um, or like Mark said, at least for a sip or two. And then if you want to add a drip of water after that, you can do that. Yeah, that's what and, I like to do is it takes it, yeah. it neat. And like maybe a, a, a single ice cube kind of cools it down, opens it up yeah. a bit, and you get a lot different flavors out of it. Um, and I feel like we got to mention Hearth <clears throat> in, uh, in in the Peoria area. Hugh from there, uh, or Hugh that owns the place, does a phenomenal job yeah. with bourbon. And wine, actually, as well, um, and food, <laughs> just everything from, from the business standpoint. But you go there and, and you order a bourbon, um, you're going to get a great opportunity to just understand what you're drinking and don't even have to really know what you're looking for. Um, everyone that works there is going to help you out and, yeah, and that's find the other you something thing. that you like. He has taken time to educate Absolutely. his bartenders and staff on the bourbons. And, you know, he, he puts a little challenge of them. And I think they have some of the best service in Peoria when it comes to a, a dining experience yeah. with liquor and, and, and wine and beer. Maybe not as much the beer aspect, but they really focus on the wine yeah. and, and distilled spirits. Is Their entire staff has been there ever since I've been going there and is very well, well-versed and, and educated from Hugh. And so um, hopefully we'll be able to talk to him. I know he would be, he has been open to the idea of having have getting on the podcast yeah i think they just uh, opened up their outdoor patio they for the season so uh i think a, a trip there in the near future needs to happen yeah sounds good <laughs> so back to these bourbons I'm, mark has like finished his no i haven't <laughs> but, so i'm gonna okay here's my here's for the my, record he has not my breakdown would be ryan's is the highest proof and i'm gonna say over 120 and i think it's a weeded bourbon Evan, yours, I get a lot of kind of, um, I get a lot of fruits 
in the nose of it, almost like a, kind of an orange to it a little bit. Uh, I'm going to say that this is probably I somewhere. Totally, I totally agree now that you said that. I'm totally going to say this one's somewhere around, it's over 100 proof. I'm going to say it's somewhere between 100 and like 110. And then mine, I obviously I can't uh, Yeah. share that one yet. Um, Man, <laughs> going back to mine, it does seem it's a it's ferocious. <laughs> even compared after, to the others, even compared to compared to Evans too. The first yeah. sip I took of Evans, I was like, okay, that's that, pretty strong. That's why I think Evans is somewhere right around um, in the middle. Say it's bad. like a hundred to one hundred and ten. Like, maybe I can't, a bottled in bond. And I, your, yeah, and I can't is, recall off the top of my head actually what the proof is of mine, but I I would probably pin it around that one hundred to you know to over. Okay. What do you guys think about the one I brought? This is this is where my lack of education here is. Yeah, I think it's the lowest proof, and and my guess is the lowest time in barrels. Although I think I do think it's comparable to Evans. Um, I would you know guess somewhere in the range of five to ten years still. Yeah, because I just don't get as much true alcohol. You know, like it just doesn't burn going down it's very smooth although that could be deceiving if it's a super absolutely i I think it's the most drinkable of the three in terms of i don't need to put an ice cube i don't need to put any water whereas ryan yours an ice cube would do that thing justice and not in a you know not to ruin the overall experience but thoroughly offended (laughs) (laughs) you son of a Um, well just put an ice cube in it why don't you then (laughs) i didn't want to do it in front of you (laughs) No. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, you know, there's one thing maybe with, and I could be wrong with this cause I'm not super, super experienced with bourbon, but a beer can hide alcohol you yeah. know, to some extent. I mean, you, you can drink a really well-made 15% beer and a lesser made 10% beer and have a lot more booze on that 10% beer. In my opinion, my experience, I do not think... You can wow. hide 120 proof bourbon, no matter how well it's made. Um, so I, I, I know. just, yeah, I yeah, don't I think Marks is over 100 proof. I really just, I'd, I'd be really shocked just because of how easy it goes down, how smooth it is. It's, it is really, really drinkable. Um, but I, <laughs> does it I've re- never done blind bourbon before. Does it so. remind you of anything else you've had? Yours or Ryan's? No, not of these, but anything else that you have tried before. The stag. I think Ryan's reminds me of a stag just because of the potency and um, sheer uh, tenacity. I was, I was wondering, what's the, uh, I don't know if you have this or not, but the William LaRue Weller Antique Collection, is that a high proof? Is that like over 120? Yeah, those are those uh, antique collections I think are all in the I don't know if you high, have that, but that's my guess for yours. I do have one, and it's not this. Ah, dang it. <laughs> there, I went out on a limb, and I tried. Um, yeah. I don't know the proof off the top of my head, so um, there's what, a few other details I could tell you, but that might give a little too much information away. What, so. what about what about mine? Does it taste like anything you've had before? I, 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 I just can't say that I have enough like i can remember like oh this tastes like a side project sour or this tastes like a yeah 
I don't know, a monkish IPA. Like you just have those sort I of muscle memories with yeah. some of those things, and I don't have that with bourbon. Well, I think bourbon, it's just so close. I mean, there yes, there's nuances that that can change or like the different uh, mash bills that they use or the ingredients if it's got some rye or whatever. But for the most part, that, that those tasting notes are all slammed together a lot closer than the beer world. Yeah. yeah. There is a huge spectrum of beer flavors and styles. Bourbon is bourbon. I mean, yeah, you can tweak it a little bit, but at the end of the day. Yeah. So I was just curious if, uh, if it tasted familiar. If now, would you say mine's the most, most complex as well? Because I sometimes struggle with differing the booziness with how many flavors it's adding. I think because it hides it or it masks it. I was going to say because it may hide it and, and almost <laughs> confuse think, the palate a little bit. I at, think at Evans times. is the the most complex. I'm, and probably I'm going to say that because it's a little less octane, I can, I can pick up more. Not saying yours might be very complex, but the heat masks that a little bit for me. I get like some orange peel in Evans. Yep. I mean, that I do get some, once some you sweet said that, citrus. Mm-hmm. It was definitely um, much different than the, the... It's like kind of like I get it this overwhelming wheat kind of nose in Ryan's, but when I put my nose in the glass of yours, it's it's much more on the fruit side of things. Yeah, you're right. It has that... Ryan's has that kind of... It, it, like if you run a bunch of wheat in your hand and kind of flake it away, it has this dry, yep. grainy uh, smell to it. Agreed. So that's why I think yours is weeded, and I'm just going to say that yours has some solid fruit characteristics. Should right. we uh, reveal? I think here's so. A, here's, a, here's what I want to do. Um, one at a time, go over and get your bottle, and then we'll talk about it. Ryan's excited to do his because he's first. <laughs> um, we, um, I, I, this, this is a very, very interesting Whoa. Booker's. Okay. Booker's. Holy cow. Ooh. That's anything that comes in a charred um, American oak. Is that Little Book or what, which one is it? That's just Booker's. 30th. 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 Wow. Holy. What's the. Holy. What's the proof? Oh boy. Be careful with that sucker. See a description on the bottle on the back. And it comes with a card. A rich chestnut brown whiskey. The nose offers oak aromas with a touch of sweetness, followed by a gentle balance of vanilla, nut, and oak. This is a blend of 70% 9-year and 30% 16-year. Okay. Hey, so I was right on with my average, if you average that. (laughs) The original small batch bourbon, Kentucky Street Bourbon, uh, 125.8 proof. Yeah. Okay. I believe it. You said at least 120. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what all the descriptions are, but they've got, I think it's 70% the 16 year and then 30% the nine year. Yeah. They've got got a card that comes with it. It's got a little bit more of a description of the warehouses they select this from, you know, just kind of a a little bit of a history lesson on on the overall uh, Booker's Distillery. And I think they do one of these every five years. The 25th, I think, is like a yellow wax that's kind of similarly structured with uh, a box and, and all of that, that, I think. And Booker's is in the Beam family, like the, uh, the under the umbrella of Beam. Correct. correct? Yes. And so, um, you know, the wood, I think, is from the, I believe it's from the 
warehouse floor. I don't know. Is it? Uh, yeah, from the warehouses. Yeah, so it's from the warehouse. Um, yeah, pretty limited. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you get I, this? I don't think I told you guys that I got it, and I was hoping that Where'd you get it? we could do. Um, I got it in a trade for a rare beer. Nice. From someone, I think, in Michigan. Uh, so, well done. As you can see, I've had a little bit of it. You have. <laughs> you have. I t- Phil was dying to try it, so I took it to uh, Poor Brothers about a week ago. Um, I was like, well, I know we're going to do a blind bourbon sometime soon, so I'm still not going to tell anybody we're drinking this. <laughs> so, yeah. That was good. That was good. Uh, yeah. Very good. Mark, you It's up. a fun one. It's All pretty right, tasty. I'll go grab it. No, that's that's. That's um, it. Kind of fits the bill, and I think Mark did a great job of describing yes, it. Yeah, absolutely, kind of nailing did. it. Absolutely did. Um, the only thing he missed was the the weeded. I think. I think it is weeded. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm almost positive it is. I, I was right, I was trying so, to look for it real quick on the card, um, but I'm I'm almost positive it is weeded. Goodness gracious! All right, what's? Yeah, oh Mark did a good no! Job. Did you open up that eagle? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you had that. That old, you know. Ooh, I should have. That would have been fun. I didn't even think about that. Uh, no, this is Hancock's uh, uh, Presidential Reserve from, uh, it's in the Buffalo Trace family. Um, so it's one of theirs, not as well known. Um, actually, um, it's from the Mash Bill number two, uh, which would be some other ones in that family that you might recognize would be Elmer T. Lee. Uh, and Blanton's all come from that same mash bill. Uh, you guys nailed it. I believe it's, uh, what's the proof on that, Evan? Like 88 something? Uh, yeah, around 80, 88 and a half. Okay. Hey, no, 89. So it's a, it's, it's a low proof. 88.9 on the neck there. Yep. Okay, there we go. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, it's one, it's one of their not so well known, but it's it's in there. Like I said, it's from the same mash bill as like Elmer T. Lee, Blanton's, all of those. Uh, it's a it's an easy drinking uh, bourbon at that. It lower is an proof. easy drinking, right? So, um, how long have you had it? I've probably had it about a a year. Okay, is it is it uh, twenty eighteen or is it, has it been around for a while? Um, this is probably, I bet it was probably seventeen when I got it. Okay, UFS or? Um, no, I, I forget where I picked this okay. up. I think I picked. Uh, I think Not maybe something super easy to get. Um. You don't see it too often. Okay. Obviously, you guys know I'm constantly shopping locally, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I, the reason I picked it up, I had never seen it before, and I snagged it. And they, I think they said they got a couple of bottles of it. I, I believe it was, I believe it might have been Benny's over in Bloomington that I picked it up. Um, just a couple notes on it here. Let's see. One thing I love about bourbon is the way that everything is bottled so differently. Oh, like it's terrific. There's just so much thought into it and, and character to every little different bottle. And, you know, Booker's, Booker's kind of has their signature look to it. And like mm-hmm. when I was bringing it out, Mark, you said it was um, Little Book. It You know, they've got that, the, I don't know, the little ribbon on the bottom yeah. of the wax and, and all that. So um, you got the, the, the antique, Buffalo Trace Antique Series or Antique Collection are all the really tall ones. Yeah. A um, little bit different color and really nice look to them, and yeah, it's just so kind of kind of part fun fun with the experience too. Like Evans, where I got more of kind of an orange uh, notes to it. This one has more of like your darker fruits, like kind of like a, almost like a plum and cherry, um, and there's just kind of like a little bit of cinnamon and vanilla in it. Real real light. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else would be that mash bill number two, which is in the Buffalo Trace. Uh, it's a little bit higher of a rye. It's um, I think it's got a 12 to 15 percent rye mix in it. Yeah, that mash bill. So, and that's the same as as I said, uh, the ones that you're going to find in that category from them are all your plantains. Uh, the Elmer T. Lee's, the Ancient Age, which is probably one of the lower end ones of that, and okay. uh, and I believe there's another one called like Rock Hill Farms. Also, oh, I've heard, of, I've that, heard yeah. of Rock Hill Farms. Never had it. But I've also, heard of that. in that same mash bill. So within within the Buffalo Trace, you've got mash bill number one, number two. There's a weeded mash bill, um, and then you have your rye mash bills, and so like your your Wellers, like you were talking about, yeah, uh, there in the weeded. All your pappies are in the weeded. Um, in the mash bill one, that's a low rye, 10% or less. You're going to get Buffalo Trace, Old Charter, all the E.H. Taylors, uh, the Stags, Stag Jr., um, George E.H. E. Taylors, part of uh, Buffalo Trace as yep, well. Yep. Uh, it's amazing. It's, all, it's like it e, all rolls up to like two e, or three places. E, yeah. E, <laughs> Eagle Rare, uh, George T. Stag, um, and then. Um, they're kind of the lower end one there would be the benchmark benchmark eight eight year um so yeah and just real quick on that you said how it rolls and keep in mind that buffalo trace is under the umbrella of sazerac so right yeah you you go to that sazerac and i mean they've got i mean they're they're the big boys they've got they've got a lot of different players there a lot of different places so yeah Evan? Now, Mark, do these places? I know, like with the Bookers, it's it's got seventy percent of their sixteen percent or seventy percent of their sixteen percent bourbon, or sorry, seventy percent of their sixteen year bourbon blended with thirty percent of their nine year bourbon. Do they do anything like that and then blend it with a rye that you know, like a ten or twelve year rye or anything like that? I mean. Outside of just like a little, like the ten percent there. I mean, is that similar? I don't. I don't when they, know. When if, they talk about that, is it similar to? Is it part of the mash bill, or do I they do think, blending post barrel like a winery, or even like a like a side project? Or I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure, like but I don't think they're doing a whole lot of blending of different barrels. Okay. Yeah, I think what they're doing is more like different mash profiles okay. to begin with. So when I was saying like the like the mash bill number two is kind of a, a higher rye. That's not necessarily taking a, a rye whiskey and blending it after the fact, like like you would a wine or something. It's uh they're putting like twelve to fifteen percent in the mash bill when they when they start the process. Okay. Okay. So um and just real quick on this last note, this does not give an an age statement. So I have no idea how long this was in the barrel. And I haven't been able to find anything online. <laughs> it just says no no age. So that that's where it could be kind of a more young. Yeah, and that's you know, it's good. I guess, yeah, but yeah, it's, if you like it's, it, it's, it's a nice l- lesser known one. But I think it's a it's a great one if you don't want to get punched in the face with yeah. a, a high octane. Yeah. Well, I. Um, what do you got, Evan? I brought the. Oh, uh, whoa! I brought the Blantons. I was um, really thinking it was the old fits. Hey, that's we'll what I was really kind side. of hey, cause. thinking about. Hey, cause. <laughs> um, this is the original single barrel bourbon whiskey. Uh, it is a, uh, oh gosh, where's the proof? It should be on that front label, the front, front part, label, right, right yeah, there. Where they write 90, 93? 93. 93 proof. Man. 93 proof. We did a pretty good job I, I of uh, nailing the proofs. 
Yeah, I would. I was guessing a little bit. Actually, I thought his was over 100. I thought his was. I thought yours was around the 90s, but I thought Evans was probably closer to 100. Yeah. This is one of my favorite bottles in the cellar, like to go to, mm-hmm. because going to like the trying to drink a pappy all the time, you don't want to just burn through those because those are special and not yeah. because they're so great because they are good. They're not wonderful, but when someone comes over, like a special guest, it's like it's it's a little bit more special to to pour the pappy. But Absolutely. The, the so Blanton, like, I've got. So like no reservations pouring one of these for myself <laughs> so because it's when, so good. When Ryan and I come over, are we special guests? <laughs> Always. We're in the yes. middle. Yes. Always. Um, He'll but, go to the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection for us, but not Pappy. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are these come in some very pretty uh, roundish bottles. And, of course, they have the horse. One of my on, favorite bottles. Yeah, horse on top. Um, and people collect those. And even at Hearth, I think they have like this little... Uh, wood thing that you can put all of them in the it's collection. A, it's a barrel stave. Or, barrel I mean, stave, yeah, yes, like thank the, you. And they drill them out so you can put the corks in there. And yeah. With the little horses right. and you spell know. out bland. That's, I yeah. mean, just another thing with the creativity of these, how these places but do that's, it. The bland is pretty, pretty cool. I mean, that's one of the, hands the best down, ways. Hands to, down, one of the sexiest bottles yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we talked old about Fitzgerald the old Fitz uh, bottled in bond bottles are gorgeous because it's, it's like a decanter style like a, i mean it looks like looks a bottle like a, from like the 20s yep. or something so yep. a crystal decanter yeah. type absolutely well, i think we do you guys have empties can i do one little quick one yeah i, I have, have an empty hey i have an entire cabinet up there of booze that we can all do right one little quick ryan one. ryan's got an audible here <laughs> right. an audible maybe should we rinse these let's take it let's take a quick time out all right so Mark had just had an opportunity to look up tasting notes for the Blantons and did find some citrus notes. So uh, Mark, most uh, on-point palate here when it comes to bourbon. So thanks for his expertise. Absolutely. So kind of teasing out some of those. I, because as soon as you said that, I did, you did kind of start picking up that more citrus, in com- especially in comparison to the others. Yeah. I mean, it's... I you just know. have to... You, you know what you have to do is experience. There Taste you go. more bourbon at Mark's house and you're better. There you go. So... <laughs> All right, so we have another one from Ryan. Uh, an uh, audible. An audible. Three wasn't enough. Well, <laughs> oh, we're going to make this uh, bourbon episode worth it. You know, when we do them, like That's one right. every 50 I was episodes. Say one every year. <laughs> one every yeah. 15 months. Because <laughs> the last one was an NFL playoff night, which would have been January, I think. Oh, that's real smooth. Of 2018. I think it's lower proof. But I still think it's over 100 proof. Really? I think so. I'm going to say right around, like, once again, I think it's 100 to 110. Because on the, on, the, on the finish, the, 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 burn, the burn stays there a little bit more than, like, that bland. So, so It's smooth. It's very smooth, but I feel like the burn hangs, so that makes me think it's over 100 proof. It seems somewhere in between what we've... The two lower ones that we've had, and then the Booker's. And I get kind of this, um, again, fruits and almost like a kind of a leather. Not as much oak. Guys, you really got to let these open up to stop that kind of pure alcohol nose. Sure. Swirl them around. Much much like you would open a wine up by swirling. Oxidize Um, it a little bit. You definitely definitely pick up more. I get a ton of oak on the nose. I really. But see, I get. I don't know. I. Yeah. I'm just going with what I. When I first put my nose in it, I, I think leather more than I think. 
oak, but I mean, obviously there's dad's oak. leather wallet, <laughs> dad's, dad's leather wallet, <laughs> much better than dad's leather belt. <laughs> that would be a good, that would be a good name for like a, a, a stout or something. Dad's leather wallet. <laughs> The, the yearly release of Dad's Leather Wallet. There you go. Coming so to you. This is one where I would say that that uh, baking spices flavor comes through. You said cinnamon earlier for, I think it was yours. Right. That I didn't get a ton of, but this is one where I would get a little bit more of I that. Get, I get more of like, if I was going to pick a spice, I'd say more of like a nutmeg than a cinnamon. But, you know, if you... Just try it real quick and just think of nutmeg, like kind of, you know, Christmas time nutmeg. And that's kind of what I. It is smooth, though. Like it is very smooth. So I'm going to say right around. I said 100 to 110. I might retract that to say like right at like 100. So I'm a real close to 100. Age? Still. 10 to 12? 10? 8 to 10. 8 to 10. He goes 8 to 10. Do you want to know? Yeah. What do we got? Pappy 23. <laughs> Mark should be excited. Oh! Oh! He, 16 I, Whoa, year. the 16 Jefferson Reserve. Dang. It is smooth. Like, you just... Did, did you bring that to my house to leave it here? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that, a, is that a housewarming no. gift? Even though I we can here. full bottle, absolutely We not. can gang up on him. Even though I've been here for <laughs> I don't, six years, although I don't, you don't need my help. Gift. You don't need my help. That's but. so nice of you, Ryan, to bring that. And, <laughs> oh, shit. That is so 16 good. 16 years, but it's only 94 proof. And I would have thought, actually, because I didn't have this memorized either, I would have thought it was closer to 100. Maybe 105, but... It is... It's... Like you said, it's a smooth, easy it's drinker. It's a smooth drinker. It's a smooth so drinker. I'm sorry, what'd you say, 94? 94 okay, so it is under yeah. 100. Okay. Man, that's that's great. That. That's a great. I would still go back and agree that this um, it's so funny. is probably now is probably the better one that we had tonight. It is, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love Blanton's, but if you, if you got yeah, a... Blanton's was great. I mean, all, all four were great. But, oh man, that, As you drink them side by side, you definitely realize how much more flavors and smoothness is is in the it's lower funny, though, proof. It's funny, but on the, but, but on you the get nose, a lot. I don't get as much barrel. On this. I do versus like versus the Booker's was yeah. like it was like I got smacked with a barrel. Yeah. So, I think yeah, I, and this is I guess a hundred percent sixteen year. And I think to. I think this is a very like well rounded. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of good complex flavors. It still has a lot of good. Burn. It has a lot of good. Um, it's it's everything you, it's everything you want a bourbon to be. Yeah, and it's not so smooth and lack of heat that it's just like you just chug it. I still get leather. Dad's yeah, I think that's wallet. no. I think that's uh, I think that's accurate. I mean, I I do get a lot of oak, but I think that leather note is uh, is definitely prevalent. And, Oh, it's a great one. Oh, you did not say you got another bottle of that. I didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> He's sneaky. Secretly. He's sneaky. Well, um, now you know. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is, I believe that they also make an 18 and maybe a, a they 21. They have a 21. Can you yeah. imagine what those taste like? Yeah. And I think they have a 23 rye. Ooh. 
about that stuff. Anything above the 16 is extremely hard to get. Um, well, the even 16, the 16's hard to get. I shouldn't say that. I've, but I've never seen a 16 before, like anywhere. Yeah, yeah. The and, 18, 21, 23. And you know, I have I have a business partner that constantly goes on, um, you know, the bourbon trail trips and all of those, and like he's never come across. The, yeah, I mean, this is bottle number 3293, so it's. Yeah. I don't know how many there are. There's right. five digits um, instead of four, so I assume there's ten thousand or more. But still, that's not a lot. I mean, right. you know, but for I some mean, of the really good bourbons out there, they're not no, sitting on the shelf even if there's fifteen, twenty thousand out there. Obviously, not. You know, they probably don't distribute that very far. Or yeah. it makes me wonder if it goes somewhere else, like even overseas or something. Right. So. Yeah. Um, to wrap up. What's coming up next? I know um, I'm still kind of celebrating UVA's national I was championship. Say, go run. Cavs, go Hoos. Uh, in in Virginia and <laughs> Seville, we say go Hoos. We don't that say was Cavs. A, that was a fantastic championship yeah. game. It yeah. had everything you want if you're a basketball fan. It had great defense, had big shots, had some drama. I mean, it's it lived it had up a back and forth. It, it was, yeah, back and forth, and you know fall behind come back and you know it was it's like two heavyweights just duking it out and that's what you want for a national championship i yeah you know some years you're just kind of like great that was boring it was great but this was in recent memory one of the best like as a basketball purist fan i loved that game last night yep so wahoo wah uva there you go um anything else what do we what do we got up to i know easter's coming up so i I suppose we're going to be a little busy with families and uh, sure. um, but enjoying some Masters, watching the Masters. We got a big weekend at Poor Brothers this weekend with their Revolution. Tactic. Oh, um, yeah. The Barrel Age. The Barrel Age series. Yeah. Who won? Is that Saturday? The Wood. What's it called? Wood. Uh, I forget what they're Is that called. Saturday? It's Friday and Saturday. I'm there on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Everything but BSOJ. They got them all from all the Revolution uh, Barrel Age beers this year. So I'll tap take So tap takeover all weekend. I'll see you there. It's going to be a great event. They do a great job with, with all their events, and yeah. I think they have live music on Saturday. And So go out and uh, patronize uh, Poor Brothers. Yep. I would say just last, you know, you're talking about what's coming up. Obviously, nice weather's here and coming. I think it's uh, cookout season. So oh. uh, I think we need to have a... Have a barbecue. meat fest, meat yep. fest too, meat fest too. What do you think? Yes, yes. I was there yes. for one, so let's do it. Tomorrow. No, that was uh, Brian, and Brian is uh, finishing up his oh uh, trip from yeah. his fortieth birthday in Europe. So he's enjoyed uh, probably. I think they got to the point where they had to turn away Cantillon, and if I ever hear him say that in front of me in person, I might have to <laughs> drop kick him. So, but we'll get his take at some point here soon. Elbow to the gut. <laughs> Well, to get his take on uh, bike riding and um, drinking Cantillon and Lambics all the day long. So happy birthday. Happy birthday to that guy. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Mark.